like so many people just look at that first one and they're like, 12 people? What the fuck? This is a waste of time. And uh, if you have 12 people that listen, that care about what you have to say, like that's really cool. And then turn that 12 into 24. And then like if you can keep doing that for a long enough period of time, you'll be successful. This is where you're meant to be. Like I know it. I've never- My best self is better than every single person who's gonna walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was, was a moment to change my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. The journey to a better you starts right now. San Diego trip. I feel like we always have to do a podcast after we get back from somewhere because I don't know. We always have a good time. And yeah, I feel we like always they... do things when we're traveling. Yeah. I just, I enjoy traveling so much. And it's like three, four years ago, I always just loved sitting at home. I always loved watching TV and just watching football on Saturdays and Sundays and watching the UFC. And then when you get out and do other things, I think you're so like at home, it's just routine, routine, routine. And it's like, oh, Saturday comes around, UFC's on, let's watch that for three, four hours. You don't think anything of it. And then when you go away somewhere, you're like, I just want to maximize the moments. Like, I just want to go here and go here and do all these things that we don't get to do at home. And I think, I mean, we should obviously do that at home more often too, but I think getting a trip in, it helps you to kind of refocus on that. Yeah. And there's so many people that don't travel and even like, you don't even have to travel, but like trying new things and going to new places, even locally, I feel like is so important because if you get wrapped up in that like hamster wheel, every day is the same. Every week is the same. I do the same thing on Thursday that I do on Tuesday. Every Saturday I do this. Like, it's just like, that's not living. And I mean, to be successful at things, like to get better at them, you have to do them often. So like if you want to do jujitsu, like I have to do that two or three times a week to where I want to get better at it. But it doesn't have to be, hey, I go Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and these are my days. That's it. Like cancel everything on Monday, Wednesday, Saturdays because I have to go. Like, no, sometimes I can go. Tuesday sometimes I can go on Sunday if I have to and just like kind of making making time for things yeah yeah I think it was my first time on the west coast Arizona yeah I keep forgetting that well I mean Arizona is technically west West coast yeah that's west coast yeah um I mean I thought it was beautiful California is beautiful but I just I constantly felt like it just felt like we were outsiders because I would look at all the houses and then you would look at the Zillow prices and I'm like, oh my God, like we're struggling to pay rent and these people paying two, three million dollar house for a one bedroom on the water. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you have to take into consideration that they have a higher cost of living. Taxes out there are crazy. So they get paid more to do the same job, you know? Yeah. But how much more do you think? I don't know. Yeah. The, it's not much more. It's honestly not because I'm re- trying to remember what I got paid when I was out in LA. Um, it's not much more, but like like Kim said, people make it work. It's kind of like now too. I mean, we're seeing where the same amount of money is 
not the same amount of money when you're making this amount and then you go to the grocery store and everything's 33 to 4 to 50% more. Yeah, like it, everybody is paying more money and they're not getting paid more money. Yeah. It's tough, but I yeah, I like I always like the beach towns. I don't really like the beach, but I think I like the beach towns. And there's so many good views like we the San Diego um what were they called? The cliffs. <laughs> Oh, the Sunset Cliff Walk. Sunset Cliff Walk. Okay. Sunset I knew cliffs. it was something with cliff, but yeah, that was really beautiful being out there. It is pretty, but like, you know how we keep saying that we couldn't live out there? I feel like there is a point that if you do live out there and if you hear somebody say, well, yeah, this just feels like vacation, they might say, well, yeah, like that's the point. We want to live somewhere where it feels like vacation. Maybe that's what they like about it you know I just feel like it's so different than the east coast that like it's just total culture shock like everything is different you see palm trees everywhere and that's very different like visually it's very very different um the roads are different the traffic is different so I don't know it just feels I feel out of place yeah and I think they um I mean, like you see people surfing Thursday afternoon, Thursday morning, like people are just on the beach and obviously some of those people could be on vacation, but I think some of those people could just be like, oh, the swells are good today. Mm -hmm. I'm not going into work. Yeah. Or they work for themselves and they make their own schedule. Yeah. It's cool when you see that, whenever you see people out, it's kind of like CrossFit. Do you ever think about that? Like the people who go to the noon CrossFit Mm -hmm. or the 930? Yeah, all the time. You're like, hey, what do you do? I love that they get to take a break in the middle of the day, though, and go and work out. A lot of the people that we have at the 1230 are, a lot of them are like business owners, so they can decide when they take their lunch break. Um, or they work from home and they have a very flexible, like they can schedule their meetings around their workout. When I worked at Vanguard, I asked, because they used to have a 12... 12- I think it was 1215 at CrossFit uh, King of Prussia, but it was a 45 minute class. And I asked my boss at Vanguard, I was like, Hey, can I take an hour and a half lunch? I was like, these are the reasons why I will be more productive. Like I just want to work out in the middle of the day. And they like, don't even understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, I'm literally going to be more productive. I'm going to come back. I'm going to have more energy. I'm going to be more focused. I'm not going to be on my phone. And they're like, no. It's so crazy how backwards it is where we still, like, we know all the science about productivity and, like, how people stay focused, and we just don't listen to it. Yeah, and it's so crazy to me, too, that, like, I used to, when I would go to England more often, or not England in general, but, like, Europe, when I would go to visit Lauren and, like, travel within Europe and stuff... There are so many people that they do understand the importance of taking a break in the middle of the day and they, everybody stops working at lunch and it's like office is closed for, for two, how hour, two like hours, two hours. Um, and I'm sure I'm not correct in that. Like not every place is going to close for two hours. Like shops don't close for two hours. Um, but I think like offices and things like that 
a bunch of them do close for a long, longer period of time, like half an hour lunch break probably isn't what they have over there. But again, I would love to be more educated on it. I just go based on what Lauren and her family tell me and what I've seen. But like in the middle of the day in France, everybody is out for lunch. Everybody's just sitting outside, talking to each other, taking in the views. It's great. And you go back to work and it's just like, all right, cool. Let's get stuff done. And that's like a balance of enjoying your life and getting your work done that we don't have here. When I had half an hour lunch, I would just walk Curtis and then I'd be done. That would be my entire lunch. Mm -hmm. So you don't get really any reset. And obviously it's not my company's fault that I have a dog, but at the same time, that 30 minutes looks a lot different with somebody who doesn't have anything to do and they can just sit there and eat versus somebody who's doing things throughout the day. Yeah. And some people who sit there and just eat, they won't even clock out. Like I know so many people who, if you had to, if you get paid like an hourly position and you had to clock out for lunch, I know so many people who did not clock out and they just worked through lunch. And that's like the absolute, I I think it's the absolute worst thing you can do. Yeah. As a nutrition coach, are you saying that? Just a a person, (laughs) just a person in general, because one, you're not thinking about what you're eating. You're probably overeating. And two, like take a break from work. Work is not that important. Like I'm not talking about surgeons and stuff, but honestly, what you did at Investnet and what you did at Vanguard, it's not that important. What I did at Men's Warehouse, not that important. Like, take a break. I did get a lot of breaks at Men's Warehouse, though. I loved it. But you're, you're, it's literally proven that you're going to be more productive if you have breaks throughout the day. Yeah. If you can get a workout in, if you can, you know, take a five, 10 minute walk to yourself, if you can meditate, you can breathe. Doing these things is proven to increase your productivity. Yeah. It's like literally scientific fact. But that's why you have to look at, and I know you're looking for a new job, but like you need to, I think you need to look at companies instead of looking for jobs. You need to look for a company that you resonate with and that you want to work for because they promote a healthy lifestyle. They promote the work-life balance and all of the things that you agree with, you know? I think so many companies too, though, they, you start off like in the beginning, they start off saying, oh, we give you this much a month to go to the gym. We're going to give you mental health days and we're going to get, we're going to give you all these things. And then you start working and you realize that you can't even take that time. Like you get so many responsibilities that it's like, yeah, they're giving them to you, but they're also going to pile on so many things so that you literally can't take that time. Or it's an illusion that you feel like you can't take that time, even though you probably should. Yeah. I think it's more that rather than, I I mean, you're speaking from your personal experience at investment. Mm -hmm. Like, but don't you think the same with Lululemon when you work there? It was more of the latter of what you just said. I felt like I couldn't or I shouldn't take off and like take care of myself and stuff. But they would 100% understand why I'm taking off and like say, yes, you need to take the day off. If this is what you're feeling, you need to take the day off. Like they would support that. It was me who decided, no, I'm not going to take the day off. Mm. 
Isn't that interesting how you do that? You kind of rationalize it. Yeah, but like going back to being productive and stuff at Men's Warehouse, when I had, I made my own schedule and I made sure that I was able to get my workout in rarely in the morning, but like always after work. So I would leave earlier than most regional managers and get my workout in and then but I still got everything else done. I would make sure that if I needed to get stuff done after the gym, I would go home and work if I needed to. Or I would need to I would pile it all in during the day. Like I would get it all done. One thing that uh Max posted a while ago, Max Cutler said champions don't have balance. And I've kind of always been looking for balance. Like what can I do that that I can balance everything and I can get my workout in, that I can do the things that I want to do, that I can hit the sauna a couple times a week, that I can, you know, make time for myself. And a lot of times the people who are the most successful just don't have that balance. And you you have to be okay with that sometimes. Obviously, like you have to take care of yourself, but at the same time, the people who are, you know, creating businesses the people who are running things Mm -hmm. that like everybody I I even talked to somebody um at jujitsu and I said like have you been to Katie's coffee shop yet and he said no he hasn't been there but he's like oh yeah she's you know living the dream some people talk about it and then some people just actually do it Mm -hmm. like some people oh I want to open a coffee shop and they're like okay I'm gonna open a coffee shop and a lot of people are the other side like oh I want balance um you know It'd be cool if I could open a coffee shop, but yeah. it's going to take like too they, much time. Or like they think about like, oh, one day or my next lifetime, or I wish I would have done that 20 years ago. Yeah, it's, I still, I'm, speaking of her coffee shop, I still want to go. We haven't talked to them in so long, I feel like. I, I'm going to see, I guess I'll see Max maybe this Saturday, because I'm going to go down to Green Beret. Do you want to come for a little bit? Yeah. Um, maybe we can go there on the way. Well, I have Barbell Club, and I was going to go right after Barbell. Okay. Maybe I'll meet you there. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. <laughs> Jinx. Um, so, San Diego, what else do we do? Um, the breathing thing, that was, that was like, my favorite thing. I enjoyed that so yeah, much. That was awesome. That's what everybody at the gym asked me, like, what I liked about San Diego, and I told them that we did this. It was Breathe Degrees, right? Yep. And Corey was our our guide for the breath work. It was unbelievable. It was like, I knew what Wim Hof breathing was. I knew like you told me about it. I've seen videos on it. Um, and the breathing aspect was cool. Like I understood what it does for the body and like it, it just all of the different sensations that you experience during that breath work frame, But I loved the aspect of Corey talking throughout the breath work and like, what are those? He was just like giving us phrases and like, um, like words of affirmation, I guess. And that to me was like the coolest part because Kim and I even said afterwards, she was like, isn't it so cool that every one of us was hearing the same thing, but interpreting it differently based on what's going on in our life. Yeah. And that's what I think is like so cool about it that's what I mean same thing with um when I was telling people at the gym that we did this breath work and if they have no idea what it was I said have you ever done yoga have you had a couple different yoga teachers 
because every yoga teacher is different. Every, like the way that they hold their class and the way that they um, give you those like meditative states and, and phrases and things to like think about during that practice is how I related it to the breath work. Yeah. The, the Wim Hof thing, I love, I love doing it. The two times that I've done it at a seminar, I've done it a few times on my own where I try to listen to recordings or just try to do the breathing on my own. And it's not quite the same, but obviously it's something that I haven't really dove into to where maybe I could get to those states if I practiced it more. Because I think it's, I mean, it's practice. It's something that you have to do. I mean, Wim Hof's probably been doing it 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, who knows? So for him to kind of get to that state, it's like a skill. I wonder where he came up with it though. Because isn't it like the Wim Hof breathing technique? Is that right? Well, it's, yeah, it's Wim Hof breathing, but it's not his. Like he, and I actually read this um this book, Breath by James Nestor, because it was at Breathe Degrees and Corey recommended it, so I wanted to read it. But um, he was talking about in the book how there's this um, Tumo breathing that's basically Wim Hof breathing. It's been around for thousands of years, but when these things get passed down and like people die and then it just kind of gets lost in the mountains and then some people still do it, like they were talking about how people are able to control their automatic autonomic nervous system and that's what Wim Hof does like he can they've injected him with viruses and he can control his immune system he can raise his body temperature so he can sit in cold in like ice for hours he can run marathons in bare feet in the snow which is crazy but because I mean science always tells you that there's the autonomic nervous system you can't control it you just you know this is what this is what we're able to control. This is what we're not able to control. And uh, there's literally scientific proof that that's not true. But you have to do this kind of crazy breathing thing that nobody wants to do by themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it by myself. We did six rounds of 40 breaths. And to me, I mean, you may have thought it was perfect. But for me, and I remember Mike said this too, I think he did a, he did one where it was three rounds and he's like, that was great. And I said, oh yeah, three would have been perfect. I think for me, it kind of lost its, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like allure? Yeah, maybe. It, it's lost, it lost it after like three rounds. I was kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of ready to be done. And then I found my mind like trailing elsewhere you know, it did come back the last round because of what he said. He was saying stuff that I was really resonating with. And I was like, oh my God. And then I was crying. And then <laughs> it was just like, it was like powerful. Yeah. The, the one thing he said, he did, he talked to us a little bit beforehand because it was all our first time there. And there was somebody else who was doing it for the first time. And uh, he said, you don't like stress. You love stress. And so many people would think, what? I'm like, I don't love stress. I don't love having anxiety. I don't love being, you know, getting worried about things like being anxious. But if you can control what you're stressed about and like th- doing that breathing where you're oxygenating, oxygenating mm-hmm. your body so much to the point that it's stressful. And then you kind of walk out of there and you're like, wow, I feel really good. Yeah, I think 
you're able to get to this present state. And even like people, a lot of people who I listen to are always talking about psychedelics and stuff and how it's basically just, I don't know how to put it. It's basically like supercharge to get there, but you can get there through breathing, which is crazy. Like you can, you know, you were, you were crying a lot at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And like, I was feeling tingly in my hands and my head and you're just, you're feeling all this like weird stuff that you can't really describe. And you can solely get there by just being present and breathing. Yeah. I think I would need a lot more practice for it to feel like drugs, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's, I mean, it's like anything. If you do it one time, you're not going to master it. Yeah, sure. But, and then we hopped in the cold plunge. So we did six rounds of breathing, which was probably what, 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. So it is a lot. It's a lot to commit to. Cause I mean, if you tell people like, oh yeah, you have to breathe for an hour to feel this. It might, some people that might get lost on. Yeah. But again, I, I would encourage people just to go and try it. I mean, are there any breathwork places around here? Have I couldn't find any. Really? Yeah. I couldn't find any. This place sucks. There's a lot of, I think cryotherapy is the new thing. And there's, but that's not, I've, I don't think that's really new. It's been around for years, but it's also not breathing. Like they just say, okay, get in this tube. I've done it. Get in this tube and we're going to crank out like basically like dry ice is just like going into this tube and it's creating this like steam stuff and it's freezing and it's supposed to help your joints and like all the stuff that the cold plunge and the breath work do, but they don't, they don't tell you how to breathe during it. They don't really help you through it. They're just like asking you questions and trying to make conversation while you're standing in this tube. So you forget how cold it actually is. Yeah. I like this from, from the book. So breath goes into, there's a bunch of different, different ways to breathe. Um, the last chapter he wrote basically said, he just kind of summarized everything like breathing through your nose, exhaling, chewing. Um, let's see, breathing more on occasion, holding your breath. And he, in the last one, he talked about how we breathe matters. And I thought this was really good. He said, before we know it, breathing slow lesson through the nose with a big exhale will be big business like much else. But be aware that the stripped-down approach is as good as any. It requires no batteries, Wi-Fi, headgear, or smartphones. It costs nothing, takes little time and effort, and you can do it wherever you are, whenever you need. And I think that's what all these, you know, all these places are popping up. Cryotherapy and, you know, there's different recovery hacks. And, like, we want the one that's, that's the fastest and the easiest. So, hey, let me hop in a cryo chamber for three minutes. Oh, that's going to make me feel better? Cool. He's twitching. <laughs> I know. I'm just looking up. There's Eventbrite where there's different like um, breathwork things. For some reason, it has me in Bryn Mawr, but Philadelphia has a bunch. There's like a free weekly class at Soul Dimension. I don't know what it would entail. Um, That's something I got to look into because you were talking about how Corey was giving out the words of affirmation and like... You know, just saying all these cliches, but it was really cool in the moment. But, like, you can literally do whatever you want and, you know, stop 
limiting yourself, like all mm-hmm. these beliefs that you have. And I was thinking, like, I don't know if Wim Hof style breathing is it for me, but learning more about the breath. And even if I did a certification like that, I think it would be really beneficial because I'm really into that stuff. Like the, I mean, you can alter the psychology of your body just by breathing, Mm -hmm. which I think is super cool. And like the more, obviously the more tools you have in your toolbox is cool. Like, I mean, I think everybody, sorry, I cut you off. No, it's okay. I think everybody, as soon as we were done that breath work, I was like, everyone needs to do this. Like, I feel like I've said that about CrossFit before, but that's bullshit. I think everyone needs to do breath work because it will help you in anything that you do. Ever since we've done it, like if I'm doing something difficult, like a CrossFit workout or a lifting session or something, I'm constantly thinking about him, Corey, said, his tail is wagging. Why? (laughs) He's dreaming. Um... But Corey was saying, like, everything always, you always have your breath. Like, in any situation, good, bad, stressful, chaotic, you can always come back to your breath. And if you focus on your breathing, you can get through it. And, like, that's really, really cool. And I think more people need to do that and try it and see it and, like, just put that into action. Yeah. A lot of time, and I know Corey does jujitsu as well, but a lot of times you see beginners who come into jujitsu and that's the first thing that goes is they stop breathing and they're like tense and and then at the end of the round, they're just like dying, just Mm -hmm. gasping for air and you don't need to do anything different, but just breathe. Yeah. And you'll like, you'll realize, oh, I'm, I'm holding my breath this entire time. That's why I'm exhausted. Yeah. But you, and I mean, you can tell people that, but until they like are able to do it themselves, it doesn't really matter. But I do think that's true. And even throughout the day, if you're, you know, you're stressed because you lost your keys or you're running late for a meeting, if you can just take a couple deep breaths and like, you know, you can, you can call your boss, tell him, Hey, I'm going to be a couple minutes late. Um, usually it's not a big deal or like, you just need to take a couple deep breaths so you can find your keys and you kind of think about, Oh, where, where'd I leave a blast? But yeah, I think it, it, it would be good for everybody to do for sure. There is a free Wim Hof method community practice this Saturday. Where? In Bear, Delaware. What time? 12. Okay. Maybe we'll look into that. Well, I'm going to be at the Green Beret. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. But for everybody else, if you're in this area. Like Eventbrite is great because they post everything. There's free stuff. There's stuff that's paid for. There's private stuff. Yeah, I'd for sure be down to try it with anybody. And if anybody's interested, just feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. We can talk more about it. That would be so cool to like meet up with people and like for you, maybe for the podcast, like anybody who listens that's local, maybe you can create... um, I don't know if it should be like an Eventbrite or a Facebook group or something... Maybe you invite people to like, uh, maybe you create a Facebook group and invite everybody to like it. And then if you are talking about something on the podcast and there's something that relates that's local-ish or local to wherever we are, then you post that and see if any like listeners want to join. I think that would be cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do think, um, and the more, the more I get back into weightlifting too, the more like I find that the weightlifting community is so cool. So I feel like it doesn't have to be weightlifting specifically, but I feel like those people kind of show up and, you know, they like actually want to do stuff. Yeah, for sure. And even if it's just like, hey, better than yesterday podcast people, like if you're interested, we're going to this coffee shop, like come and join us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was listening to Rogan talk about um, building a podcast. It was cool that him and this guy, Adam Curry, who's like, they call him like the godfather of podcasting. I don't know if he was the first one to do it or the first one to be really successful at it, but they were saying how um, getting started, like they were saying how, how getting started is so easy. Like you just need, even if one or two people are listening, like double your listenership turn two into four, turn four into eight and turn eight into 16 and like keep doing that. But so many people get discouraged. And we, I mean, we talked about it at the beginning, like so many people just look at that first one and they're like, 12 people, what the fuck? This is a waste of time. And, uh, if you have 12 people that listen, that care about what you have to say, like, that's really cool. And then turn that 12 into 24. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you can keep doing that for a long enough period of time, you'll be successful. But also, at the same token, like, don't place success as how many people listen to yeah. it. There, there's so many things that I just kind of relate back to, like, caring about what other people think and also just caring about how many how many people you have, how many followers you have, how many people are listening, all that stuff. It's, it's kind of, it's all a recipe for disaster. Do you feel like you're somebody who cares about what other people think? Yeah. I'm glad that you said, yeah, very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. Is it wrong to say that I think everybody has that a little bit at least? No, I think you're absolutely right. But I was thinking about, um, like in San Diego when you were very, worried about like other people watching you and like people like we were sitting on the beach and just having a good time and listening to music and like dancing and doing stupid things you know and you were like worried about it um but yeah I think it's pretty cool to like if more people would realize that so many so many people are just worried about themselves like they don't care about you they don't give a shit about what you're doing they might say wow look at that guy and then move on with their day. <laughs> and that's it. So. To be fair, we were, I, at least I was, tripping on mushrooms pretty bad. <laughs> no, but I think um, you're 100% right. And I remember Kim just kind of, she was like really getting on me. But she was like, no one's watching you. No one gives a shit what yeah. you're doing. I think she was just trying to make a point. It did come across a little, you know, it was a little much. But you needed it. I feel like you needed in that moment to be like, nobody cares about you right now. You're not that important. You're worried about you. That's it. Like, I think she was just trying to break you through that, like, that moment of shit. What's going on? Yeah, but I think, I mean, now I kind of take that into everything. Like, no one cares about what I'm doing. No one cares about if, you know, like, you kind of think about, oh, should I post this or... what I say on the podcast is it's going to affect somebody in a negative way and no one cares. Yeah. Like, but people also, I think people respect 
when people are open and honest in themselves. I think I'm drawn to people who can be 100% themselves and can say things that nobody else would say. I'm drawn to that. So maybe that's what I need to be more of. I think you need to, I think we as people need to care a little bit less about what other people think. Like mine, my care personally is appearance based. I care about what I look like too much. You know, I've tried the Botox a bunch of times. I've tried just like, oh, I need to get new clothes. I need to get, you know, these new sneakers or like, I need to do this with my hair. Um, I need to fill in my eyebrows. Like I care more about appearance, but I could care less about how I act and what I do out in public. Like I could make a complete fool of myself and I don't care. So I think there's different levels. Yours is less appearance based. <laughs> well, I had and so- more like what you're saying and, and what you're doing. And if people are watching you. Yeah. I had such a hard time because I remember thinking like I was sitting there on a blanket and I was like, if I could just sit down and close my eyes and just like lay down, this would be awesome. Like I could just really enjoy this moment. The music was just hitting. I had my playlist on that all the songs that I listened to all the time and everything was kind of, it was just like sounding really good. And I was like trying to just close my eyes and lay on the beach, which millions of people do all the time. People take naps on the beach, even when it's a hundred degrees, it doesn't matter. You see somebody you're taking a nap and if you didn't know they were on mushrooms you wouldn't think anything of it but because i was and i'm like everybody's like everybody's looking at me and everybody's thinking oh what's wrong with that guy like he's acting so strange and i couldn't just close my eyes and sit there i couldn't do it i felt so bad that you couldn't just get out of your head yeah i mean it was a good lesson like <laughs> one guy who i listened to Duncan Tressel and he's one of those guys um, he's always on Joe Rogan. He's the, that's the only time I've listened to him there, but he's, you know, he's now like psychedelic therapy is becoming this buzzword where it's just only self-help and people who would never do psychedelics are doing them because, you know, I want to go deeper into myself and I want to work on myself and self-care, all this stuff. But at the same time, like they're fun to do once in a while. Mm-hmm. You should, obviously you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing stuff. I mean, you shouldn't be doing anything too much. Right. It's unhealthy to do anything. It's unhealthy to drink too many coffees. Yeah. Or it's, work out too many days in a row. Mm-hmm. So many people, I think, um, the one guy I listened to, Tim Welch, he always asked people, like, do you do any drugs? And it's just funny how he kind of asked people that, like, point blank, what drugs do you do? But people are like, oh, you know, I don't do any drugs. And he's like, how about, how about caffeine? You drink alcohol? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I have coffee every day and I drink alcohol, you know, once a week or something. And a lot of them are top athletes, so they don't really drink. But even that we've accepted that some drugs are fine. Caffeine's a drug that we're all walking addicts, and that's completely fine. Nobody cares about that. But if you do something different, if you smoke weed all the time, people are like, oh, you're, you know, you're a druggie, you're... Or if you drink too much alcohol, you need to go into rehab. You need to go to AA. And um, I think it's it's just kind of weird how some things are stigmatized and some things aren't. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was something I was really nervous to talk about on the podcast, but I'm kind of I'm glad we did. 
Like, I mean, I feel like I said this the day that we were on the beach. I was like, you think you're the only person on mushrooms right now on this beach? You've got to be joking. Like, we're in San Diego. (laughs) It's a beautiful day. It was a little cold, but it was a beautiful day. It was a Saturday, right? Or Friday. Maybe it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. I'm like, you are not the only person on mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not the only person who has a podcast who's trying to, like, make it more successful. I'm not the only person trying to do anything. Like yeah. I'm not, not the only person trying to get better at jujitsu or get better at weightlifting. Yeah. Like everybody's just, everybody's kind of doing the same thing. I mean, I feel like it's just putting, putting what you want to do first and like being yourself and not enough people do that. Not enough people live their life as optimally as they can and not optimally as like oh I need to optimize my sleep and my health and my water intake and all this stuff it's just like living a full life and being yourself and finding people who you like to be around you know that's one thing that I'm hoping for like in the next couple years we find because all of our friends moved (laughs) all of our friends are gone um I still have the girls you know nearby and I talk to them every day on on the app and stuff but like I feel like we need to find more people who are similar in how we think not people who are exactly like us um but more people who have that same desire to like live fully and experience things and like try new things and make a fool out of themselves and just like you know, talk about books and then talk about weed and then talk about like getting a new job, talk about your next vacation, like all of these random things, you know? I think we found that through travel in the last year and a half or so. What do you mean? Like being able to, I mean, get outside our routine, Yeah. get outside of what we're doing day in and day out. And I know you've talked... You've talked a lot about, you know, you feel like you're in Groundhog Day and you're living the same day over and over again. And every time we get out and do some, we're like, America is beautiful. <laughs> like, there's so many places. We were, When we went to Tucson and then San Diego and we did Austin, Virginia a couple times. Like we Rhode just, Island. Yeah, we've just been all over. Columbus. Florida. Yeah. And, I mean, it's all beautiful. Like, we're we're stuck in the same thing. And I think... It's funny being in Philly, especially when the Eagles are doing so well and people are, the Phillies did really well this year. And I think people like get so tied into like Philly and Delco and like it becomes an identity. But to me, it's sad that people grow up in Delco and they live in Delco and they never move from Delco and then they die in Delco and then they're buried in Delco. Like that's sad to me. That took a turn. (laughs) But you know, no, like, I agree though. You're right. I mean, look at my mom. My mom doesn't have a passport. She hasn't been out of the country since her honeymoon. She went to um, one of the Caribbean islands for her honeymoon. And that was it. She's never been out of the country. I mean, Canada, You years ago, you didn't need a passport to go there. So mm-hmm. we went to Canada. Um, but like, she's never been out of the country and she never will. But even think about the people who go out of the country who go to Mexico or they go to the Caribbean and then (laughs) he's okay. 
That just he's, scared me. He's having a dream. I thought he was having a seizure. <laughs> no, he's having a puppy dream. Oh, my God. But people, they take their two weeks vacation, go to Mexico, go to the Dominican Republic, and then they just sit on the beach and drink alcohol, and then, like, they come home, and then they're sad that they're not in that space anymore. Yeah, but, it I mean, it's nice. I would like to get out of this area during this time of year for sunshine, warmer weather, even if I'm not really doing anything, if I'm laying on the beach, I'm happy because I'm getting the vitamin D. I'm getting sunshine and just warmer weather and I'm more comfortable. I hate cold. I hate, the sky is gray. The sky is literally gray. <laughs> I'm excited though to, because every place we've been, we haven't stayed super long. So it's always felt like a vacation. I'm excited to go different places and Cause I like, if I'm thinking about the ideal vacation, if we go to San Diego or we go wherever, like I'm looking for a weightlifting gym. I'm looking for a jujitsu gym. Like I just want to do the things that I do here in different places. And obviously you have to do other stuff. Like we're going to go hiking. We're going to do all these cool things, like visit these landmarks that we really want to see. But like being in, in a routine, like a healthy routine somewhere else, I think is good too. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because we, I mean, we felt that way in San Diego that this is vacation, strictly Mm -hmm. vacation. We didn't feel like, you know, we, we didn't have any responsibilities. We didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah. But if we travel for somewhere for a longer period of time, like we have to find the grocery store that we want to go to. We have to find a weightlifting gym and we have to find like all of the things that we need to live in a routine manner, but like outside of this area yeah i mean we're gonna i think we'll come back to westchester one day whether it's six months from now or a year from now or two years from now and westchester is going to be westchester people are going to be going to the same crossfit gym they're going to be doing the same things whether we go out and experience things or not like things are if you don't change them they're never going to change mm-hmm. So we can keep living that Groundhog Day or we can get out and do things that we want to do. Yeah. Cool. I think we'll uh, wrap it up there. Um, This week was kind of hectic because we got our dog fixed. So I wasn't able to record any podcast because I wanted to make sure everything was okay with him. But as as he's healing up, he's got his cone on his head right now, but... As he's, (laughs) As he's healing up, I'll be able to record more, get some more guests on, so... You should reach out to Corey. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to get him on the pod one day. Um, yeah. I think, especially this year, like the, the more I'm able to be open, the more topics that I can go into. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be just jujitsu, just weightlifting, just health. Yeah. And I've always kind of said that to where I think it kind of hurts me where there's so many niche podcasts that do really well because they're you know, a jujitsu podcast. So only people from jujitsu find it, which is cool because it grows your audience. But like, I'm interested in everything. I'm like, want to have people on who talk about psychedelics, want to have people on who, you know, go really deep into breathing and all that stuff. So, um, as always, if you, the one thing I haven't gotten a ton of reviews lately. So if you can leave a review wherever you're listening, Spotify or Apple, that would be awesome. It helps the podcast grow, helps more people see it. And uh, if you enjoyed this one, just make sure to share it out on your Instagram story. Always appreciate that. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.